Welcome to Say When, a podcast for anyone who's had enough of restrictive diets, feeling bad about their bodies, or believing they can never be worthy or valued until they reach their ideal weight. Had enough? Then it's time to say when. I'm Holly Toscanini, a certified health coach and chronic dieter. I coach women who are ready to walk away from diet culture and redefine their relationship with food while establishing a peaceful relationship with their bodies. Does this sound like you? If so, I'm glad you're here. This non-diet approach to health is important because it allows you to stop wasting precious time and energy trying to change yourself to fit some unrealistic ideal of beauty. Plus, it speaks to your underlying desire to feel valued and worthy just as you are. Ready to learn more? Let's get started. Hello and welcome. In this episode, we're talking about self-acceptance and body neutrality. Self-acceptance means the following. It means greeting all the different parts of you with bravery and compassion. Accepting yourself does not mean you stop growing. The ability to know yourself, plus practicing some self-compassion and a healthy dose of reality equals self-acceptance. So when practicing body neutrality, loving your shape or size is not required. Self-acceptance is comparable to body neutrality, accepting your body, flaws and all, and appreciating everything it does for you. See, when we use unconditional self-acceptance of our bodies, we manage to recognize and appreciate our uniqueness, and we tend to take care of our bodies through nourishment, sleep, and movement. We also practice more forgiveness towards ourselves. We're able to understand that there's no such thing as perfection, it just doesn't exist, and that our value and worth are absolutely not based on the way we look. Accepting ourselves and our bodies unconditionally is a part of claiming our personal power and creating unconditional self-confidence. Now, Dr. Carolyn Mace identifies four stages of personal power and self-esteem. Revolution, which is separating ourselves from the group or tribal thought, which is diet culture. Involution, which is self-awareness and self-knowledge that leads to choice and action. It can also mean understanding the role trauma plays in the development of our self-esteem. Next, essential healthy self-love. This means recreating ourselves, a new image, a new being of who we are, using self-coaching to change our beliefs, our thoughts, our feelings, and our outcomes. And finally, evolution which includes spiritual reflection, development, and growth, or integrating our mind, body, and spirit. So what's the difference between self-esteem and self-image? Well, self-esteem is the opinion you have of yourself, whether you like yourself, what you think of yourself, how you feel about yourself, do you respect yourself? Self-image is what you think other people think of when they see you, which is based on what you think of yourself. So self-esteem is what you think, self-image is what you think other people think. I hope that makes sense. If you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see, it's totally normal. We have been taught to believe that we aren't enough the way we are and that we have to conform to some unrealistic standard of beauty to be valued and worthy of love, success, or happiness. So how do we go from hating what we see to appreciating our bodies and ourselves? How do we learn to value and respect ourselves? How do we begin to understand that we're enough just as we are right now without changing our bodies? How do we learn to love ourselves and our bodies as we are right now? It starts with understanding how we got to this point, understanding 
why what we've tried before worked and why it maybe didn't. And we don't want to start this conversation with looking at some body image assumptions. So to begin to change the way you think and feel about your body, you're going to need to intentionally create some new thoughts and beliefs. This is where change begins and real healing happens. Now today, I've adapted a quiz from the Intuitive Eating Workbook. I'll include a link to the book in the show notes. So grab a pen in your journal or notebook and get prepared to answer the following 15 statements with either a yes or no. If you want to pause this podcast while you go grab a pen and paper, do so now. Okay, I hope you're back. So let's listen and simply mark yes or no to each of the following statements. They make up just some of the old beliefs or thoughts or stories or even assumptions you have about being in your body the way it is right now. Make a note about any of the thoughts you currently choose to believe. Are you ready? Here we go. Physically attractive people have it all. Yes or no. Thin people don't have to worry about health. I should always do whatever I can to look my best. Thin people find love easily and have plenty of choices. If I was thin, I would be able to embrace my sexuality and or desire for pleasure. The first thing that people will notice about me is what's wrong with my appearance. If I were thin, I wouldn't be anxious or depressed. Life is easy and simple for thin people. By managing my physical appearance, I can control my social and emotional life. My appearance is responsible for much of what's happened to me in my life. If I just looked the way I wanted to, my life would be so much happier. My culture's messages make it impossible for me to be satisfied with my appearance. The only way I could ever accept my looks would be to change my looks. If people knew how I really looked, they'd probably like me a whole lot less. And finally, my worth as a person depends on how I look. All right, I know that some of those were tough questions and I might have gone through them a little quickly, but you can always come back and listen to this again. So I want you to take a second and tally up all of your yes answers. How many statements did you identify with? How many of those were a yes for you? It might be kind of shocking. See, in order to conform to the standards of diet culture, we engage in a whole lot of coping mechanisms to try to protect ourselves from the pain we have by the image we have of our bodies. Like we may not wear clothes that point out our roles or curves or other perceived flaws. We might avoid any physical activity that might call attention to the way our bodies look like, I don't know, undressing in front of others at the gym or playing sports or putting on a bathing suit and going to the beach. Maybe we're constantly checking our appearance and never leave the house without first doing our hair and makeup and being perfectly dressed. Maybe you don't let your partner see you naked with the lights on. Maybe you avoid photographs or videos. Maybe you avoid eating whatever you want to eat in front of others because you think they'll have no, uh, they'll think you have no self-control or self-discipline. And then do you avoid certain places? Like do you avoid the beach or the pool or do you avoid full-length mirrors? 
Do you avoid any occasion that calls for formal or fancy dress because you feel uncomfortable shopping for or wearing fitted clothes? Do you avoid certain people, maybe people who talk a lot about physical appearance or exercise? Maybe people might comment on your appearance, usually a friend or a relative who's inclined to make uh, unwanted comments about your dress or the way you look or your weight. These are all things that happen. I mean, maybe you didn't identify with every single one, but my guess is you've got quite a few. See, if you answered yes to any of the statements, you're totally normal. I know this because I've been there. My clients and I have spent our entire lives trying to be what we thought everybody else wanted us to be without taking the time to figure out who we are or who we wanted to become. See, we're all trying to figure out how to please people and how to be the kind of person that others want us to be without ever taking the time to understand who we really are or what we really want. We often don't believe we have any value or worth unless it's reflected back to us by someone that we think is more valuable or is a better or more desirable person and that doesn't get us anywhere. We end up wasting a lot of time trying to figure out what we need to do to be loved. We look for validation of our own worth from the outside and the truth is the only thing we ever needed to do is to realize our own self-worth, to understand that we are valuable and worthy just because we're here. See, it's time to recognize the role low self-esteem has played in our belief that we're not acceptable or valuable or worthy or enough. And it all starts with learning how to pause, how to take a deep breath, and release any guilt or shame about how we look, who we are, or where we've ended up in our lives. Only then can we create the space to believe that we're okay the way we are, that we look right now is just fine. And that if we aren't satisfied with our lives the way they are, we can change it if we want to. So when we start to look at self-acceptance and self-compassion, we start to see diet culture for what it really is, a way to control and manipulate women. It's so much easier to understand how and why we feel the way we do about our bodies and our value. When we untangle our lives from diet culture, we can apply all that information, all that insight, and all that self-knowledge to help us claim our sovereignty over our bodies and decide for ourselves what it's really going to take to make us happy. And my guess is it's not going to be losing some arbitrary amount of weight. Happiness and self-acceptance comes from so many other places and true happiness isn't about a number on the scale. It's about whether or not, it's not about whether or not we're in a relationship or how much money we have in our bank account. True happiness is about knowing who we are clearly being able to understand and articulate our value and our worth in this world, to understand our purpose in this life and in the grand scheme of things, but also in the things that we do every day that remind us of our purpose. It's about being compassionate and understanding of ourselves through this entire process of learning and changing and growing. It's about supporting each other through the tough times, and it's about being willing to accept the help of others, even if you don't believe you deserve it. Self-acceptance is about finding a safe place to explore, to talk, to realize, to cry, to laugh, to celebrate. But most of all, when you walk away from dieting, it's a new beginning. It's a new way of looking at yourself, your body, your relationship to food, and being willing to end the craziness around trying to diet, trying to exercise ourselves into happiness or into a different body. Self-acceptance is about understanding that everything we are and everything we see happening in our bodies can be a direct manifestation of the thoughts we have. 
the feelings that we have about ourselves, the way we interpret our world, or the way we may not be effectively digesting the events that have happened to us or the experiences we've had in our past. It's about metabolizing these emotions as well as meals. It's about processing that emotion, not necessarily intellectually, but also physically moving it through our bodies so it no longer affects us in a negative way. Let's let go of the past so we can understand how we learn to have this relationship with food, bodies, and ourselves. We want to understand what it's going to take to live a new way. Because really, that's what we're asking ourselves to do. When we practice self-acceptance, when we start practicing intuitive eating and body neutrality, we're asking ourselves to give up all of these coping mechanisms like food or alcohol, shopping, drugs. We try to find all of this outside validation for our worth and it's just not working. How you feeling? It's a lot to take in, I know. But if you're ready to stop the insanity of diet culture, to stop putting your life on hold until you lose the weight, then you're in the right place and I can help you. Head on over to my website, schedule a call and learn how coaching can help you. Together, we're gonna find ways to take what we've learned about ourselves and apply it to our lives where they are right now. And then we're gonna practice. We're gonna practice every day. We're gonna practice self-love, self-compassion and self-forgiveness. It's time to show up for ourselves and for each other. It's time to learn to be content with where we are right now, to accept our bodies, to care for ourselves, and to let go of that diet mentality that keeps us stuck in a cycle of gaining and losing and gaining. It's time to get your time, your energy, and your life back from diet culture. It's time to learn to nourish your body and feed your soul. So if you've had enough, I hope you'll say when and join me for the next coaching group. I hope you enjoyed today's topic. And if you think you're finally ready to walk away from diet culture and learn to accept the body you're in, let me know. I'd love to help. Thanks for joining me and bye for now. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Say When, the podcast for women who've had enough of diet culture and are ready to get on with their lives. If you'd like to learn more about working with me, send me a DM through Instagram at Holly Toscanini, or you can find me on my website, hollytoscanini.com. Thanks for joining me.